Welcome to the Sun Spice Wisdom Show. I'm your host, Ashley Welch, and today with me is the fabulous Laura Watson, aka the Numbers Nomad. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? So should we tell them what happened before you came? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> what tried to derail you? Yeah, my my puppy. I have a 14-week-old puppy, and I'm just about to leave the house. I'm like, I'm gonna get here early, have some sun spice, really prepare grounding. And she's like foaming at the mouth. So, and like diarrhea and all the things. And I'm like, with a 14 year old puppy, that's a little scary. So I'm on the phone with the vet and my husband's trying to get home from a job. Uh, He's in construction. So we're coordinating all that and we might have to go off island after this. Wild. And now, and now you were here to talk about having a healthy mindset. So what a test. Yes. (laughs) On the way here, I was literally taking deep breaths and I'm like, this is not going to derail your conversation. This is like second nature to you. Totally. Totally. That's awesome. So let me just make sure since we are live on mm, Facebook that anyone who wants to comment. If you are watching our live, go ahead and put your name in the comments. Let us know where you're coming from. And as we are having this discussion about money mindsets, um, feel free to drop any questions that you have. And at the end, we'll try to get to them. Mm -hmm. Um, So we really want to utilize Laura today because not only is she just awesome and beautiful and everything we could all hope to be, right? But she's she's a CPA. And I know for myself, I'm excited to sort of learn more about how how a mindset would move into finances because, I mean, I have my own business, but my mm-hmm. husband will attest to you, like, I love to spend money. Mm-hmm. I'm not always the best at saving it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and how do, you know, and, and I think part of it is I never want to feel scarce. You know, I never Mm -hmm. want to feel like I can't spend anything, but sometimes what comes with that is this unhealthy sort of desire to spend over, you know, to like prove to myself that I can have that, you Mm -hmm. know, I mean, some of you may have the issue, but I know for a lot of people and a lot of people who are watching today, um, they, there's almost more of a fear related to spending money which is on the, you know, the whole other side of it. Mm -hmm. So, well, let's start out with, um, just getting to know you a little bit more. What, like, what got you into the finance world? Um, you know, where, where did you work and what are you doing now? Sure. So I was in college going to business school and I wanted to own a coffee shop of all things. Um, and I had to take an accounting course to get my business degree. And I remember my professor telling me, like, you need to, if you want to own a business, like accounting is the best way. Like 90% of businesses or something like that fail Mm -hmm. due to not having good projections, forecasts, knowing their numbers, all that stuff. So I was like, oh, this is my ticket to owning a coffee shop that's still on the docket. I still want to, which (laughs) is funny that I'm now sitting here. Yeah. Not a coffee shop, but in a not coffee shop. In a not coffee shop. (laughs) But um, yeah, so I remember like deciding I'm going to do this. I ended up going abroad. I lived in Barcelona for six months and I got back and I wanted nothing to do with accounting. I was like this. It was a it was my first like awakening, we'll call it. And um, someone told me that good people need to be around money and need to be around businesses and people need accountants everywhere. Yeah. So. My quickest way in my head was to go into accounting. I got recruited to work at a public accounting firm in Seattle. 
worked there for a couple of years and was so burnt out. I was like, this was not what I wanted to be doing. Yeah. I mean, I assume you're just sitting at your desk. Well, I was an auditor, so I would go into okay. businesses and, you know, like ask them questions that were uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you can imagine like being an auditor. Yeah. So that wasn't part of the deal. I was thinking, this is not my life. This is not fulfilling. I need to do something else. I need to change my circumstances, right. what I was thinking. Right. And so I've been manifesting for a long time. I didn't really know I was manifesting until I started actually intentionally doing the work. Mm -hmm. But I remember I still have it in my journal. I said, I'm moving to the San Juan Islands or I'm moving to Ireland. Turns out an Irish guy, Jerry, your friend, hired me to come to the San Juan Islands. So I got my... <laughs> wow. <laughs> that, yeah. And now you're here. Funny. So now I'm here. And uh, worked at a startup. Not in Ireland, but you, were, not in you Ireland. were ushered by the Irish Yeah, but I thought it was funny. Yeah, you know, that I was is like, funny. I hope, I hope he watches. Oh, yeah. Hi, Jerry. <laughs> um, so I worked um, at a startup on the island here for four years. Mm -hmm. And I just kept thinking, like, I'm in this ideal, idyllic place. I should be feeling better about this. Why do I feel so much scarcity? I'm so yeah. risk averse. This is all the stuff that I don't want to be feeling, and I should have changed this. Just change it. Keep working. Keep growing. Um, and eventually got to a point where I had several breaking points, you know, panic attacks, lots of stuff. And um, my husband, he was my boyfriend at the time, but he kept telling me, like, there's another way. There's a better way. And I just didn't believe it. Mm. I was like, I'm not worthy of having my own business. I don't know enough. I don't know how to right. do taxes well All enough. that negative self-talk, just deep draining. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So much of it. So eventually we ended up going to Tanzania last February, right before COVID hit for a safari. It was my dream vacation. Our friends asked us if we wanted to go. It was right during tax season. <laughs> and You're my, like, yes, my higher self was like, you are going to Tanzania. My husband was like, oh, we are going to Tanzania. <laughs> so, <laughs> we, so we went and we ended up eloping there. It was amazing. Aww. It was right before the world Beautiful. shut down, literally weeks before. And I got back and I remember feeling this, like, just this emptiness. Like, I was totally drained. I was not looking forward to going back. To going back. To back. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And because I'd felt so much there. That was kind of like my real great awakening. Yeah. And so um, I remember coming home and telling my husband, like, I need to do something else. Like, I'm ready. I'm ready to do it. Yeah. And I ended up looking up hashtags, uh, quit your job on Instagram. And Is that's this... how I found my coach no and way. learned all about money mindset. She was happened to be a CPA, had a had a podcast called Quit Your Job. And um, she taught, taught me about money mindset. And yeah. I was like, I'm a CPA and I have no idea what that actually means. Like <laughs> zero, what is this? Money mindset. <laughs> money mindset. And when I tell people that, especially if you've been in the coaching world for a yeah. long time, you're like, you really didn't know what money mindset was. And yeah. I'm here to say I had never heard of it. Right. It was not in that space. So you dive in this year. This year. This is like yeah. you're fresh. You've yeah. like, you know, this is fresh meat. Like we have to start. I mean, this yes. is someone who took that leap for so so for people that are sitting in their job, or maybe they don't have a job and they're just wanting to take a leap, which is 
a financial, you know, you could say a risk mm-hmm. or adventure or opportunity, mm-hmm. right? However you want to put put it into words, um, you you are a living and breathing example of you can do it. Yep. And so what does that transition look like for you? And and talk about money mindset. Like really, let's dive into what mm-hmm. that, what does that actually mean? Yeah. So for me, it was looking at this whole, I call it the other side of money. And I had been brought up in kind of this idea that money was bad. Rich people do bad things. Mm. Having a lot of money, you should never aspire to have money. It will never make you happy. It will never do this. It will never do that. And I believed that. And so as a person that was in a job as a CPA that was dealing with money all the time, it was, you know, that was kind of the notion I had even helping clients, even in the jobs I had. So money mindset truly can be this other side of looking at money as energy, Mm -hmm. right? It can help us. It can guide us. It wants to help us, but we can also block it all the time. Yeah. Energetically. And we don't even know we're doing it. Yeah. And that was a big aha for me. Wow. So energetically, where do you think you were, you were blocking money from flowing? um, Well, I was recently married and, you know, I was blocking any abundance for both of us because I didn't want him to help me. I kind of grew up in a household with, you know, my parents had separate finances and, Mm. you know, I didn't trust him. I didn't trust that. So it was a very pivotal kind of moment for me to have this kind of shared trust in finances. So you merged everything together. Yeah. And we still have some stuff that's like, you know, have our own checking accounts, but we've been really working hard at real. I'm working hard at unlearning a lot of those things and unlearning that I don't need to, you know, guard my money. I don't need to squeeze it dry. Interesting. Yeah. That's, that's a fascinating topic. And I, and, and it is fascinating because you're in the world of like female power, mm-hmm. you know, get yours, mm-hmm. but along, you know, with that process, like really, especially when you, as soon as you form partnership, being able to, to like have the first experience where you're merging and you're sharing mm-hmm. your wealth and you're sharing the, these manifestations of yeah. money together mm-hmm. and the power within that you can totally dampen that, you know, I, I'm just right. making that connection right now in my mind as I'm talking yeah. about it. I'm like so fascinating. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So you, your work, you work through a lot of, of blocks with your mm-hmm. money and what have you seen grow within your, your business now? Cause you're, you've, now you're yeah. a coach. This now is I'm what, this is part of what you do. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So first, you know, you can only take people so far as you've taken yourself. Mm -hmm. So I'm continually working through blocks and different things. I mean, to even just be sitting here and having this conversation about money and about the energy and frequency of money and allowing myself to detach from the identity of being a CPA and Mm -hmm. like, you know, Mm -hmm. this kind of like, this is the, these are the rules type of person and being buttoned up. Yeah. Yeah. And so even just like releasing that to allow money to come to me that doesn't come from me doing bookkeeping from someone or helping them with their taxes or whatever. Um, So that was huge for me Um, with clients too, just the basic things we work through. And I'm working with bookkeepers and accountants too. So I'm working with like some of the most like logical, (laughs) fearful 
types of people. And I say this because I am one. I can say this. Yes. Um, yeah. And working through those is some of the most powerful work I think I've ever put on this planet to do because you think about the expansion of that, how many clients they're helping, and if they can just see money a little bit differently, yeah, what is it going to do to the world? Yeah. So. No, it is so fascinating. I mean, I, I have horror stories working with accountants, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was like I avoided it, you know, and yeah. you did, it you know, it was this weird thing where like you almost, you almost felt like you could get in trouble all the time. Like mm -hmm. when I worked in a corporate, in the corporate mm -hmm. world and, you know, you didn't want to ask for too much, but you had to ask to get paid. It was like right. time to get paid, mm -hmm. you know? And then there was this, it felt like there was this energy around it and it was very conservative. It was a very conservative mindset, um, you know, which, which I, I find very interesting to be yeah. sitting with you right now. And I don't find you super restrictive around no. the mindset of money. So no. that's great. Um, so for yourself, has, has money and mindset um, collided with other areas of growth in your life? Oh, for sure. Um, I think the biggest surprise was actually my time mindset. Mm. My, my time mindset and my worthiness around how I spent my time was blocking me from making money because I was feeling like, and I think a lot of people feel this, especially if you're in corporate America, where your worthiness is attached to how many hours you're working, mm -hmm. which causes to burn out, which just doesn't help us. And we just think that we're not worthy of the money we're making. Right. I'm not worthy of right. that six-figure salary this unless I, I'm yeah. working It's like this idea that I could work an hour <laughs> and make a grand is just like unheard of to right. the average person. Like. Mm -hmm. That's ridiculous. You get that. How would you even do that? You know? Yeah. yeah. And even an example, this past weekend, my husband and I have this idea. We are going to buy like this state-of-the-art hot tub. Like we want a hot tub so bad. We just bought a house and it's like the thing that we both wanted, but yeah. we don't want any hot tub. We want like the hot tub with like the copper and no chlorine. And I know what you're talking expensive. about. They are super expensive. And we were there this weekend looking at them, and I had this thought cross my mind of, who are you to be buying this hot tub? Like, who do you think you are, you know? And it's funny because before, I would have totally just kept that story going, yeah. right? And I just noticed it, and I was like, that's an interesting story you have there. <laughs> and, um, you know, work through it, journal on it lots of exercises that I even take my own clients through. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I definitely deserve that hot tub. <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know what you have to do to, to get it, right? Right. It's like, you know, I feel like this idea for a long time, I mean, I've had, you know, this is my third business. And I would mm -hmm. say this, you know, Sunspice and this brand is the first business I would say is real. Mm -hmm. And the reason that I, I'm aware that it's very real is that for the first time, I'm actually writing down financial goals, mm -hmm. numbers, real numbers. And I'm going, okay. And I, you know, started, started at my 10 year, like in 10 years, what, what's that number that I want to see? And then backing in from there, it's like, okay, so I have 10 years to get from that. So what does that look like annually? Mm -hmm. Okay. What does that look like monthly? What does mm -hmm. that look like weekly? You know, and then how, you know, how am I going to get it? And so if you, it's like, you know, I, I found that actually thinking big and broad and going like 
limitless. And then honing down, it gave such such a sense of clarity. Mm-hmm. I'm curious what um, kind of what your practices are and what you do with your clients to get yeah. them freed from the the jail of limiting mm-hmm. money beliefs. Well, what I found was, and we talked about this yesterday when you went live in our expressing the inner, our, your inner goddess group was, um, I think Sydney brought this up, but it was that we feel sometimes so clouded about our dreams, mm. right? Like mm-hmm. that's how I felt about when I was in corporate America is I realized, and I really saw this as a problem. Like I don't have any dreams right now. I have no idea what my goals are. I have no idea where I'm headed. And so truly it's finding the space and the clarity is -hmm. the most important Mm -hmm. to be able to even dream. And so a lot of times right now, what I'm taking my clients through is they are definitely in the needing to work through some of their blocks so that they can get clear so that they can dream Mm -hmm. bigger. Mm -hmm. Because right now, Many of them are like, I'm not deserving of that million dollar business or it's greedy for me to deserve to want that. Mm -hmm. Right. God doesn't want that for me. The universe doesn't want that for me. And I'm here to say, no, absolutely. It's all available to you. Mm -hmm. And to be able to tell that to women, especially. Yeah. It's it's my life's work. Yeah. So I had um I had a girlfriend. I was I was showing her what we did with our retreat, our seven week mm-hmm. retreat, and she was watching it. And she was like, "Why aren't you? Why aren't? Why don't you have people paying for this?" <laughs> I was wondering the same thing. She was like, <laughs> "What are you doing? You know, like people need this. Yeah, you know, and you have to put value on it. Mm-hmm. And it's not. It's not. Oh well, that's selfish. You know, my mm-hmm. thought was like." Well, who wants to pay for this? You know, like my yeah. initial thought yeah. was like, I just want to, I just want to help people. And yes, you, of course you should help people, but you know, <laughs> you don't want to be the starving artist. No. You just don't, no. you know, it's, it's just, it's not the glamour. It doesn't serve anyone. It doesn't serve anyone. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, this idea of then draining yourself, I mean, that that's ultimately what ends up happening. Yeah. And, and it, it really viewing money, like you said, is energy and, and as, and as putting value on what you have to offer. Mm-hmm. You know, the gifts that you have to bring into the world. What does that value look like for you? Mm-hmm. And as you grow, theoretically, you should be increasing your value because as you gain more wisdom, as you know more and has, as you have more to offer, that value should, you know, should, sh- should do the same thing and right. work in parallel with you. Um, so such fascinating conversation about, about oh, money because it goes know. in all different directions. Mm-hmm. You know, you said something that I find fascinating, which is that um, this idea of, of women not not feeling um, worthy. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and it makes sense. You know, if you don't feel like you're worth, you know, that pair of jeans that you, that you really wanted because they, they look so good on you. Yeah. But they were a little bit they're a little bit more than you've ever spent on jeans. Um, and to not feel worthy of that purchase, I mean, or not f- feel having self self worth is so correlated to you not feeling worthy of that purchase. Yeah. For all you know, you were going to rock those jeans. It was going to make you feel really good about yourself, and it was going to inspire you to think differently. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 so this is funny when we talk about this idea of like using the material world too, not being ashamed of the material world to use as these tools for inspiration. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Yeah. I mean, I have even books that I've found that I said that I read in college, like how much is enough? And I had this whole idea about 
you know, I need to live in a van and I need to like, I had this whole idea. You are the numbers nomads. Yeah, I know. (laughs) It, It all fits, but it was taking away that shame of like wanting a nicer car. I mean, I blocked myself from having a nice car my whole life, right? And those are stories that I had from when I was younger. And so you brought up yesterday about buying a nice car. That's something that I've been working through. I bought myself a nice car out of college and I still didn't deserve it. And I sold it and bought myself a beater car. (laughs) So we will block ourselves. Wow. Even when we let it in, like it doesn't, it's not a one-time thing, Mm -hmm. right? It's continual work. So I got myself to a point where I could have my dream car and then I let it go because I didn't feel I deserved it. I didn't drive it enough. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't need it. This this topic of self worth. So, what can I ask you personally? What, mm-hmm. where do you think this idea of limiting your self worth really stem from? Like, at what point in your mm-hmm. life do you think mm-hmm. that that started? And it often doesn't have to do with money. It starts with just a simple psychology that happens right. early. Yeah, um, I think a lot of it had to do, you know, with my upbringing. Um, I love my parents; they love me. But there's definitely an aspect of my life where it was, there was money was not a good thing. And like my family wasn't radically wealthy, but we had some, you know, grandparents or great grandparents that had a bit of money. Very and that was story. always a bad connotation. Like they, it almost made it seem like they weren't good people or that wasn't aspirational or mm. it made them unworthy in some aspect. And so to be better, right. you need to be just a better person and just, you know, stay in under this like glass ceiling. Right. Hmm. And so, um, it was pretty monumental for me when I started making six figures, I was, you know, for me to be out of college and to be someone that was raised as kind of like money's not a good thing. And then to hit that six figure mark, yeah, you know? And so I really got to the point where I started, I didn't know I was doing this, but I started making dates kind of with my money, right? And budgeting, classic accounting things. But it really, those things have kind of helped me get to where I am today. And I realized that it was just guidance the whole time. Yeah. Wow. So... Can we ch- chat a little bit about your clients and um, if someone wanted to work with you, like what what would that sort of process look like and how do you, like what's the first step when you're mm-hmm. bringing someone in and what kind of, you know, where do you start? Yeah. Like where would you start with someone who knows that they need that initial mm-hmm. sort of push and support? Mostly it's, I start at what I call... <laughs> The, if you're an accountant watching this, uh, the generally accepted abundance principles. So there's this thing called the generally accepted accounting principles. I just changed it. And uh, my kitschy accounting thing. But um, I basically start with money, time, giving and receiving, mm-hmm. which is huge, mm-hmm. and gratitude. Yep. And so I have some mini trainings on that. And we start to kind of, a lot of times too, it's since I'm working with somewhat more closed people, conservative, it takes a little bit for them to open up about these things because they're hard, right? Like me even talking about my upbringing and stuff, that little twinge of like, don't let people. Don't let people know. Yeah. Don't let them know. Don't let them know. And so really it's the, 
the especially the money and the time really strike a chord in a lot of people. But when they shift it and they realize that they can shift it, yeah, they don't have it doesn't have to be their story. They can forgive if they need to forgive. That's probably the most that's the foundation and that's the most powerful. And then after that, then we can go into either if they own their own business, what kind of clients do they want to serve? Yeah. People don't spend enough time thinking about who it is they truly want to be serving. Yeah. And they block themselves because of their thoughts about money Mm -hmm. with people that are not aligned with their mission. They Mm -hmm. push them out of integrity. And when you say with um, people that are working with their clients, are you talking because you work with anyone? Or are you specific to accountants, specific to accountants? Mm -hmm. So if you are an accountant or if you know an accountant, she is your girl to connect with. You're struggling with your accountant and they need (laughs) need some mindset work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you work with people that aren't just accountants, though? I would. Yeah. 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 It's just my messaging is more catered towards accountants because I really believe it's an underserved market. Yeah. And I am one. So you get it. Mm -hmm. It's the language. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's something really powerful about you being able to speak that language Mm -hmm. and then being able to move in because you can you can grab them, grab them where they need to be grabbed. You're like, I I know what you're doing. Yeah. So we sabotage ourselves all the time, Mm -hmm. especially because of our thoughts about money. Yeah. Yeah. And we keep it from, you know, we won't increase that that client's monthly retainer or we don't charge enough or we don't keep track of things because we're like, eh, it's just easy. It's easy. I can't, I can't possibly be paid for a half hour of work. Yeah. It didn't take me any time. Yeah. But we don't realize, and this can go for anyone. If you have a specialty and you've been doing something for a long time, take like all of the stuff that you've learned for the goddess retreat you took time to learn all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You unearthed things within yourself and like, don't discount that. Yeah. yeah. Right. That is valuable. Yeah. Even if it's second nature to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Charge for your retreats. Thank you very much. <laughs> I know when, when my girlfriend, she was like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's just, and I was like, Hmm, you know, and I got, I got like that, you know, it was like a good sort of like, naughty, like, don't do that to yourself, yeah. you know? And I think we all need that. And, and women, especially because we think about it and, you know, with men, I think it is, it, it's been so like just in their DNA mm-hmm. to, you know, to, to claim their worth, not all men, you know, but I mm-hmm. think, I think they're more inclined to just because they've been doing it longer. Yep. And as more women are in the workforce, it's like, you know, being able to confidently have that that self worth talk and, mm-hmm. and and really put put value to to what you do, it takes a minute, you mm-hmm. know, because th- there is this sort of re- rewiring and reprogramming that we have to do. I'm curious for you, um, since you did do the seven week retreat, mm-hmm. when we moved into the place of Lakshmi, where we're working mm-hmm. with this idea of wealth and fertility and good fortune and manifesting all that we want, like what was that week like for you? Because you probably had for some a step above because you're already working in that, in that world. Yeah. I think it was, I think I commented on this, but it felt like I was coming home. It like I read because I have the you have um, the book, book. Awakening Shakti. Yeah, and yes. the weird. We'll have to talk about the weird 
thing that happened to me when I saw that book on the shelf here. Anyway, yeah, this is all just very fortuitous. And I'm sitting right here because I saw all of it happening as I like picked it up. Wow. But um, well, we're going to talk about it. Yeah. So but, I'm uh, excited. <laughs> yeah. But Lakshmi, um, going through that and reading about it, I was like, this is the this is the goddess that I am working with everyone all of my clients, all of the people that follow me to unleash, right? To give, I am almost the person that's giving them permission, right? And they don't need it, but sometimes it's good to hear, Mm -hmm. right? And so it's that allowing of the wealth and the, you know, the fertility is a big thing for me because my husband and I are deciding like if we're going to have kids or what that family unit looks like because I have stepchildren, But like having that, you know, that motherhood piece of it too, that was probably even from the wealth side, but translating that abundance into motherhood, Mm -hmm. I could start crying. Mm -hmm. But, you know, like I've never felt like I was worthy of having kids. And so that is what your Mm -hmm. course did for me was help me. I have pages and pages in my journal writing out why I'm worthy of being a mom. Yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) It's okay. I'm tearing up too for you. That's, that's beautiful. Um, it's, it's so fascinating how, you know, like we're discussing money, but really when you start to uncover the energy behind it, which you're well aware of all this other stuff comes up and once you really get to that core, Mm -hmm. um, it becomes a much bigger conversation. Yep. You know, It's, it's in everything. Wow. So when you got the book. Yeah. I saw it on the shelf. So I came in here and we hadn't chatted a bunch, but I came in here to get a drink and I, you were making it and I saw it on the shelf and I had been talking to my coach about, I was like, okay, I've done the practical things. I've done some of the brain studies and learning about all that stuff. I was like, I need energy right Mm. now. I need the energetic work. This is what I need. And I got, I just picked up that book and you started talking about it. I saw that you were reading it. And then we started getting into the conversation about podcasting because I had told my coach too, I was like, I think I want to do a podcast. And so it's just very like, I could just see it all happening. I was like, I'm going to be in that room talking to Ashley about what's in this book. This. And here we are right now. And this was only two, three months ago. Yeah. This was not very long ago. Yeah. Wow. So. It's all, yeah, there's no, it's all energy. It's all yeah. energy. Yeah. But. And when you tap into it, you know, I mean, what I find fascinating just in, you know, in such a short amount of time is as I've sort of sh- shifted my focus from, I have this company, I have great products and now I want to sell them to everybody and I want them, I want everyone to enjoy them and then come back for more. It really like, I had this total shift of like, no, I want to be of service and guiding mm-hmm. people to, to wake up to, mm-hmm. to something bigger. And it, it's funny, just that shift in my thought process attracts a different type of person, you know, yes. it, and it, it becomes a more fulfilling sort of experience in, in my process to becoming, you know, whatever it is that I meant mm-hmm. to become. And, you know, and, and, and this idea where like, I love how you humbly say that you, you're still figuring it out and you're still in that process. Oh, yeah. And I feel so. like that's such a, <laughs> like, what a powerful thing to, to just yeah. humbly say that, you know, to your clients and, and to know that they can really trust that you're, you're along this journey too. Mm-hmm. And maybe you're three, four five steps ahead of them, 
but you're still, you're still on your journey, you right. know? Right. We have all these gurus that we all follow. Um, and I'm like, I want to know where your soft spots are. Yeah. Right. <laughs> where are they? You yeah. seem really perfect. Yeah. And so I think it's just, I don't want to lose that. Right. Yeah. And I've even started thinking about like, what does that look like when I've been doing this long enough? And what does it look like for me to go to that next level? Mm-hmm. You know? And for me, that's my, I'll just say it now because I said it before on my Instagram, but it's to have, it's to have a framework for accountants and money, you know, caretakers of money to utilize, to be certified in and people will look for it. Mm -hmm. Would you look for it? Oh yeah. I will. I would. I totally, you know, and um, even if it's not right this minute, like I, that time would come very quickly. mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I mean, that's the idea too, is it's like, it's so funny, even myself where you think like, oh, no one, no one would want that. It's just like right there. You're like, well, you just block, you just blocked yourself. (laughs) Like block one right there. Yep. Yep. And I'll write too. Like I'll write those stupid stories that I have in my head and I'll write, I'll write lies next to it. I'll cross them out. I'll do whatever. Just it's, I mean, it's science. You're retraining your brain. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah. Do you, so what, um, yeah, I guess maybe share a little bit, like what are your, what are things that you do? Obviously writing, writing out the lies is one, Mm -hmm. um, but just mentally and physically, what are things that you do to kind of get yourself ready for your day and in alignment to, Mm -hmm. to make the day positive and to have this sort of manifesting open mind to receive? Yeah. Um, so the first thing I do usually, especially on a day where I feel like I'm feeling frantic, like Mm -hmm. I have a lot going on. Mm -hmm. I started this practice um, that I've now coined the reform to-do list. And I will write everything that I feel like I need to do that day because I'm a highly productive person and I'm trying to unlearn all of my worthiness about my time like we had just talked about. So one of the best things that I do is I write them all down and then I star the things that I have to get done that day. They're deadline driven. There's no question. I have to get them done. And then I put a heart next to the things that I want to do. Like I want to get a load of laundry done because I want to wear that shirt tomorrow or I want to take my dogs on the walk or come to Sunspice and get coffee. <laughs> like I'll write that down. Yeah. And then the most powerful is the things that I feel like I have a lot of resistance to and I don't want to be doing. And I dive into those things. Like what is the thing that's keeping me from doing that? Is it, is it fear around it? Is it that I don't think I'm going to do it well? Is it the perfectionism? Is it just that it's not my cup of tea and I need to maybe think about doing it differently. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of a guidance that I take my clients through because they're very busy people. They like to be busy. And that's the most grounding thing. And once I'm done with that, then I can start journaling on my day. And I usually do, um, I have a couple of poetry books, so I'll do a poem poll, Mm. kind of like as a, almost like tarot cards. It's your version of tarot. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'll do that and I'll journal on that. And then um, I usually do a yoga or bar class of some sort or go on a walk with my dogs. Um, I've been really trying to be mindful about the amount of voices that I take in on a given day. 
So I'm very passionate about not losing mine. And I think that that's like a epidemic in the world is there's too many voices and not yeah. enough people are in touch with their own. Can you dive into that? Like, are you thinking like specifically like listening to podcasts, listening to yeah, other people, it can be. Yeah. Um, you know, your, your loved ones, like what it mm-hmm. like just in general, taking time of silence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's taking time of silence and being mindful. I used to have this like long podcast list that I listened to. And I'd get frustrated because it's almost like I would just take too many things out of them and try to implement them right away, you know, and as if their voice was more important than my own instead of checking in and asking myself, is this ultimately true for me? Yeah. Do I have to do this? Mm -hmm. Do I have to do Facebook ads? Do I have, you know? And so truly the people that I listen to most are either in a course that I'm taking or in they teach in a way that's not it's not consultant like it's more of hey here's some information do with it what you will and i think most people should live their life that way yeah that sense of discernment yes which we have lost Mm -hmm. it's It's, so many of us have lost that i mean and i see it you know sometimes i have to even check check in with my kids and make sure that they're thinking critically and discerning things on a very simple level, Mm -hmm. you know, because it's such an important thing to, to, to gain as a child, but then to not lose. And right now, yeah, you can distract yourself, like you said, with so many voices Mm -hmm. and be pulled in so many different directions. And that's in all areas of your life. And I think we've seen the most intense version of that probably this year. Oh yeah. I mean, 2020 has been crazy. And what I've noticed, I'm, I think I might be looking for it too, is just the the notion that everyone is looking for answers in all of the places except for in themselves. Mm-hmm. And so they, they're in Facebook groups and a million of them, they're asking the same question. They're getting a million different answers and they're feeling way more overwhelmed or they're consuming things. Right. Like I don't consume news in the morning or at night because mm-hmm. that's when it wires into my subconscious. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to not pay attention to it all the way, but I am going to be mindful of when I consume it. Mm -hmm. Such, such deep stuff. Do you, um, I just lost my thought. It's so funny. It comes and then it goes just like that. It will come back if it wants to. I'm sure. Yeah. (laughs) Um, take a drink. Yeah. We'll just take a sip and Mm -hmm. and pretend like it, it will come back. It'll come back. That's all right. I always say on this show, it's like, you know, people want to try to prepare. I'm not someone that likes to prepare because what happens is I'll, I'll get to in my head, like you said, and I'll try to like, make sure I ask the right questions, make sure Mm -hmm. that, you know, everyone knows exactly what to expect. And, and the truth is, is it takes away this sort of spontaneity and and the natural authentic experience. You know, I, I totally relate to that. I think I spent, you know, I, I, you, I don't know if you relate to this. I think I'm like the queen of mimicking. I could, I can mimic mm-hmm. anything, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's me drawing a picture, whether it's me right. doing a dance routine, um, singing, it's like, I can, uh, the mimicking is so, it's like the, the copycat is so heavily in me. My brother hated me as a child <laughs> because it was like, I just, he would draw something and I would draw it exactly how he would do it. And maybe even a little bit better and it would really piss him mm-hmm. off. Um, <laughs> and so this, this process of actually gaining my own voice has been a very recent sort of breakthrough of right. like for me too yeah. yeah you know and i think 
we're, we're, it's almost like we're conditioned not to, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like this, this like best kept secret. It's like, Hey, guess what? There's something inside of you that speaks and you yeah. can just listen, mm-hmm. you know? And my, this idea of mindfulness too, you know, when we talk about money, right. It will go, it will, that it will infiltrate in that way. But in other ways, this of quieting your mind to listen to what mm-hmm. actually wants to be spoken, like what, what you should right. be listening to and what, what wants to speak with you and then hopefully through you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what I hear from a, a lot of folks that I work with is I don't know what I'm listening to, mm. you know, I don't know what I should be listening to. I don't know if it's ego. And I think that's the point of like I took a, I called it a recalibration week a couple of weeks ago where I just stopped all the voices. And that's why it's so important to me. Because mm-hmm. I truly believe that when you ask for it, right? When yeah. you ask God, you ask source, universe, whatever you believe in, hey, like guide me. I'm willing to be guided. Yep. That's what you hear after that and the actions that follow. Mm-hmm. I believe that that's your inner knowing, right? That's your voice. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let me see if we have, I'm trying to see if we have any questions. It looks like we have two comments. Tammy was watching. Hi, Tammy. Thanks for joining in. Thanks for watching the show. We really enjoyed being here today with you all. And Melanie Trigg, if Melanie, are you still on or are you out? If you are out, that's all right. Um, we'll maybe just give a couple minutes for some questions or comments if yeah. you want to get. I'm going to look on Instagram real quick too and see. People yeah. Do you have any money questions or? Do I have money like questions? That? Yeah, or you do. I, yeah, right. Yeah. I know. I'm thinking if, if what kind of money questions I have. Okay. So I, you know, I'm in the process of deciding to take the course that I have and Mm. turn it into like an actual paid program. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, you know, for me, it's how do you know what to charge Mm. for something like that? Yeah. You know, through this with my clients all the time and for myself. Yeah. Um, and truly everyone's guessing. 100%. I don't care what people tell you. They're all guessing. (laughs) Yeah. And it's really like, what do you want to, what do you want to charge for that? Like, what do you feel your worth is? Yeah. Is Uh a line for it? Because I'll tell you, this maybe will help you. When I heard that you were doing that course and I was like, Laura, you cannot buy another course. That was what my, and, but the thing is, is that I still would have done it. (laughs) <laughs> I still would have done it. And I spent a lot of money on professional, personal development. And I saw that it was free. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. And I wrote that down as like, I manifested a free energy course. It was the <laughs> thing I needed. <laughs> and I was like, I would have paid for it. I totally would have. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I mean, you could have charged $99. I would have paid for it. You know, there was probably, there's probably a certain level of yeah. it. Um, but too, like, I think when you're thinking about what have you paid for, right? And oh, yeah, I mean, if people knew what I I paid for for self development, they mm-hmm. would lose their mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's it, and also no prob- right or wrong, right? And pro- I'm assuming a lot of it has to do with you know what caliber of person you're wanting to work with. Where are you wanting to meet someone? You know mm-hmm. what type of what type of 
people do you want to coach or teach? You know, I mean, it's easiest to kind of look at yourself, I would assume, and go, well, what type of person are you? Because you'll probably attract more of the individuals that are similar to you Mm -hmm. um, just by the way that you speak, the actions you take, you know, those people are going to be probably in the same arena as you. And you think about, it's easy for you to say like, well, it's only seven weeks and I'm only going live this many times and trying to like back into a number. Yeah. But what you're doing is you're setting people on a trajectory for the rest of their life. Mm -hmm. There's no price you can put on that. Yeah. Right. Like it's in my accounting brain, looking at that hot tub and I'm asking the guy, what's the useful life of this hot tub? I kid you not. Accountant Laura came out, CPA, and he was like, it was like 30 years. And I was like, oh, and I just (laughs) start like doing the calculations in my head. Like on a monthly amount. Did you do it? Yeah, I kill myself. Yes, of course I did. And um, because that's just how my brain is still wired. Right. And we all want to know what what is the number for the copper hot tub setup? Oh, it was 10 grand. Yeah. 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 So, and he was giving us a deal too. Right. Yes. Um, I didn't get good vibes from the guy, so I don't think we're going to. You need to find someone better who's Um, selling copper hot tubs. Yes. But, uh, I was thinking about that and I, when I started having the, you've got to be kidding me. You're not a $10,000 hot tub woman. Like this is (laughs) not, it sounds so silly, but I started thinking about my coaching and I'm, uh, going to do a mastermind in 2021. And it's not going to be like this very low investment thing. Like I want high caliber people that are looking for the spiritual energetic aspect in their accounting businesses. Yeah. And so that thought crossed my mind was like, well, how are you, you know, how can you, I don't know, make this okay, right? Make the buying a hot tub and charging this much I was correlating the two and they have nothing to do with each other. Yeah. And the thing is, is that my coaching and that container is going to be with people for the rest of their life. Yeah. It is going to change the trajectory. If I hadn't invested in my coach, I might still be in my nine to five. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, no, you never, you never know the impact that you may have on someone. Yeah. You know, um, until they tell you and all of a sudden you're like, wow. Yeah. You know, you hope that that's what they get. You know, you you aspire for that. But then right. when you actually see that someone got those results, that they got that experience that you were intending, that you put the mm-hmm. intention, you put the love behind, it's 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 one of the most rewarding things. I'm yeah. sure, as you, I'm sure you've yeah. experienced. Well, and if you hadn't done your course, and if the person that coached you, or you know, if you think about some of like the most influential people in your lives, had decided not to do what they did, right, mm-hmm. or sell their course, yeah you are doing a disservice to them, right? So. Powerful. Laura, this has been awesome to have you on. And I fun. hope you sh- you start coaching other people that are not <laughs> accountants. Know. That's yeah. going to be the next thing. I mean, thing. you can always uh, message me because I'm always willing one-on-one. Um, yeah, I just speak to a lot of accounts, but I do have a lot of entrepreneurs in my in my world. Yeah. Um, yep. So. They, you can always find something to relate to. Yep. And if you are looking to connect with Laura or just follow her and get lots of education from her, um, I would say Instagram is probably the best yes. place to find you yeah. at the nomad. At uh, the numbers nomad. Oh yeah. The numbers nomad. Mm-hmm. 
at the numbers nomad on yes. Instagram and you do have a website as well, correct? Yep. Yeah. And it's linked there. Um, it's in the, it's in its revamping stage. Cause I did start out as bookkeeping That's and fine. quickly realized yeah. that my calling was right here. So awesome. <laughs> so great. So what is that? Um, for people that are just listening, what is uh, that? The numbers nomad.com. The numbers nomad.com. All right, everybody. It's been fabulous having you guys here for people watching the live. Yes. Thank you for tuning in. And if you're watching the replay, that is a okay. We're just happy you're listening. We'll see you next time on the sun spice wisdom show.